global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks continue to trade lower, 42 minutes to go ahead of the close on a Friday. We're brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit Sector spdrs.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. S&P 500 index heading for its steepest drop in two months amid caution over tepid global growth and a series of looming events with the potential to spur renewed market turbulence. Right now, the S&P 500 index is down 24 points, a drop there of 1.1% to 2,091. Now, let's head over to the first word desk. Let's get the latest update now, and here's... Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages have been under pressure from the start today. Dow is currently down 159 points, S&P's dropped 24, and Nasdaq is lower by 75. The small cap 600 falls 11 points, and the U.S. 10 yield drops to 1.63%. Nine out of 10 S&P sectors are lower, led by losses in energy, financials, and consumer discretionary. Only telecom gained. Dow Transports dropped 135 points. Nasdaq Biotech sinks 74. And the VIX is higher by 18%. Dow leaders to the downside included Caterpillar, Goldman Sachs, and Boeing. Verizon led to the upside. H&R Block gained 13%. That's the most since 2008 after earnings. While Mattress Firm fell 13% after its results. And the latest UK poll conducted for Orbi Independent showed 55% leave. 45% remain. Live from the first breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Thank you very much, Bill. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg-type squawk, SQUAWK on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Ah, Mr. Secretary. Mr. Burr. Sir. Did you hear the news about good old General Mercer? No. You know Claremont Street? Yeah. They renamed it after him. The Mercer Legacy is secure. Sure. And all he had to do was die. Yeah, that's a lot less work. We ought to give it a try. <laughs> now, how you going to get your debt plan through? I guess Hamilton, a record 16 Tony nominations. That's just a snippet from the room where it happens, where some of the stars of this very talented cast are singing one of the... All the songs are so popular, but certainly that is one of the big ones. Now, the Tony uh, Awards are this weekend, and as we get ready for that and wait to see how many actual awards Hamilton wins out of the 16 it has been nominated for, a very interesting story written today by our own Henry Goldman. Alexander Hamilton introduced the idea of federal taxes, Broadway producers enjoying a record season, buoyed by his namesake musical, are lobbying Congress to limit what they owe. Henry, that's a great way to start your story and welcome to taking stock hi kathleen it's a pleasure to be here so uh you know who doesn't love hamilton and you know you you have any kind of friends or relatives coming from out of town everybody wants to go to broadway which is one reason why uh you know new york state senator chuck schumer is uh arguing for this tax break tell us about it well it, it took several years of lobbying and cajoling before Broadway last year was able to get a tax provision uh, passed by the Congress and signed by the president that would allow investors in Broadway shows to deduct their investment in the first year and uh this was something that TV and movie uh, investors had but live theater investors didn't have. 
and uh, the idea was that uh, people who were investing in Broadway shows, they would actually have to pay tax on what was the estimated profit that a producer might include in his offering circular to the investor, but it was basically an optimistic assessment of how much money they might make and how soon they might make it. And on the basis of that optimistic estimate, uh, an investor was taxed, even if the show might uh, fail. So uh, they were able to get this passed, which allowed investors to, first of all, deduct their investment as a as an expense, and also avoid paying tax on so-called phantom income mm -hmm. based on the optimistic assessment of the producer who, after all, is trying to sell his show in the sure. first place. Well, there's no doubt that, you know, as your story uh, points out, four or uh, five performances closed without even recouping their startup costs. It, it's such a gamble. You got For a lot of people, you got to have money you're willing to never see again if you're going to invest in a Broadway play. So why is there opposition in Congress? Well, it, it is a gamble, but life is a gamble. I mean, you know, let's say you are uh, in the biotech business and you go out and you try to sell stock either as a private offering or as a public offering, and uh, that biotech company or any other startup goes belly up, those investors lose their money. And so there are people in Congress who say that uh, why should this industry, the showbiz industry, get a tax advantage that people in other industries don't get? But didn't you just say that television, film, other kinds of... Well, that's right. I mean, but, you know, we're talking about glamorous professions that... Uh, this is the argument against it, that the glamour has sort of clouded the eyes of uh, some members of Congress, and they voted to do this. And um, it's uh, that's you know part of the argument against it. So that's the argument against it. Uh, is the argument for it in part that you know we support the arts in many ways, and it's a constant struggle for painters, for sculptors, uh, you know. So is it that different to give a Broadway play, which is actually theater, some support as well? Well, you know, it is a tough investment. We do want to support the theater. The theater probably nationally uh, provides about $15 billion in economic activity to the country, uh, just live theater alone. We're not talking about TV and movies here. So uh, there, there are... Uh, arguments for it, obviously. And uh, one of the arguments is that, uh, you know, somebody who uh, starts a company, like my biotech company, for example, he can go to a bank, he can go to a venture capitalist and get that kind of money to start up. And really, a Broadway showman can't do that. He doesn't have those sources of capital available to him. Have you seen her. Hamilton? I did see Hamilton. I liked Hamilton, but I'm not about to promote Hamilton. There are a lot of good shows out there. There are shows that fail that are really good. Well, but, you're you're a very lucky man, sir. <laughs> a lot of people would love to be in Henry Goldman's shoes. I'm going to tweet out your story, Henry. Broadway wants longer, longer tax break as Hamilton prints money. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. We're going to continue to listen to one of the hit tunes from Hamilton, awarded for 16 Tony nominee uh, awards this year. This is Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is going to be taking a look at lagoons that you can put in the desert. Crystal lagoons. Yes, coming up on Bloomberg Radio.